You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. A lot more to get to, of course, in this hour. We lead you into the Michael K. Show. And Bart Scott, when it is Thursday, and it is hour number three, what's that mean? It's the power hour, 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 hour. It is. Hour, hour. Hour, hour. So we have a couple of offensive coordinators with experience now suddenly available. Byron Leftwich was fired by the Bucks earlier today. Greg Roman has parted ways, as they say, from the Ravens. So a couple of names, perhaps, for the Jets to consider on their front. So we'll keep an eye on what they're going to do with that. But that's key. And then, obviously, who the hell is going to be the quarterback next year? Also very important if we're not expecting Zach Wilson to be the starter, which it doesn't seem like we can't expect that to happen. As the Giants get ready to play the Eagles, the Giants have something that no other team in the NFC playoffs, remaining teams anyway, have. They have a quarterback who was taken in the first round. It's amazing. Daniel Jones is the only one out of the four remaining. It just shows you that you don't always have to get the guy in the first round. Sometimes you just got to get the right fit and develop it properly. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, great example certainly of that. And then Jalen Hurts, who, all right, you know, like they had Carson Wentz when they took him. There was sort of that, oh, what are they doing here? They knew what they were doing because he has turned into everything that they'd hoped he'd become. And now we'll see if they can make that run as a number one seed all the way to the Super Bowl. But to to stop Jalen Hurts in that offense, it's going to take not just Dexter Lawrence and, you know, Wink Martindale's aggressive attack. It's also going to take the secondary. They did a great job against the Vikings. And one of those people is Xavier McKinney. Now, you had talked about this when it happened. You remember during the bye week, he went to Cabo. He went on, you know, ATVs. They were just having fun on the bye week. And he had an accident that broke three fingers in his, in his hand. Mm. And as he told the story to, to Steve Serby, because he, po- he posted the, uh, the x-ray on his Instagram, and Serby went up to him and just kind of said, like, Why would you po- why'd you post that? And he said he wanted people to see just how serious it was. Have you seen the picture, Bart? No, I don't want to see that. There are pins, like it's just pins after pins after pins, holding these fingers together. He said the doctors told him. So, so of course, he's in Mexico. They take him to a local hospital. Oh, God. Yeah, they exactly. They on it as a painkiller. <laughs> they, they, right, they had to numb the pain, and they just wrapped it up, put some, you know, whatever it was, but there wasn't much they could do, put some tussing on it. He got on a plane the very like next day and just headed right back to New York, and he was at hospitals for special surgery that day. And he said the doctor told him afterwards there were so many fragments. He wasn't sure if they were going to piece it all together. <laughs> and he said, you might have lost the fingers. Think about that. And the fact that he's back playing in the same season. Yep. Amazing. Is amazing. Is, wow. Do you think he's ever 
And he was saying, he's like, I see guys all the time, you know, having fun on ATVs. Like, you know, you're, you're on your bye week. You're just trying to blow off some steam. He's like, I see guys do this all the time. That's a lot. It's just for him, it happened. And he said it didn't break through the skin. There was nothing like that. It was really more than any blood. He must have ran over it, ran over it. Yeah, I did. That's the one thing, the one detail that was not in the story that Serby wrote was how it happened. Because whatever happened, it, it it had to have been some kind of a freak accident. Like, it probably landed on it, right? You have to think. He must have landed on the hand. Or was trying to catch himself. And But it's rubber. That's what I understand. So it had to be like, like imagine, like, for something to break in multiple pieces like that, it's usually Crazy. like putting your your leg flat, your hand flat, and somebody hitting it with a mallet. If you look at these x-rays, it kind of looked like that's what happened. I'm being right? What? Exactly. What is the what? Do you ever have a teammate have an accident like this? Well, we all remember Brandon Marshall saying he slipped on a McDonald's um, thing, and he and he broke his hand through glass. Like, yeah, that's some hell of a McDonald's um, rapper. Uh, guys always, man, was doing stupid stuff, man. Like, I mean, what, did you ever do something like on your bye week? Were you ever like just you know going YOLO? I go to the Bahamas and lay on the beach, man. And you just lay down, right? And drink a banana cone, yeah, get drunk, listening to uh, Jackson Five records. <laughs> <laughs> listen to Bill Withers. Yeah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody doing all that, bro. Like, and listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an ATV guy because I've seen Ozzy Osbourne get thrown off one and get ran over by the same. You know how crazy that is for you to get thrown off of something and then yep. it come roll you over to put and then it, it comes it, back so and then, get you again. Yeah, like nah, nah, nah. I'm not doing none of that. I wasn't doing no skin. I wasn't going downhill because when I was a kid, uh, the local uh, reporter son died because he hit a tree while he was downhill skiing. I said, nope, that's not uh, good for me either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black people ain't supposed to be on skis anyway. I ain't going down that one. I sit <laughs> on the inner tube. Wait, why do you say that? Nah, man, we ain't supposed to be on that. We, we, we're tropical people, bro. <laughs> be on a canoe. Why do you do that? I'm just saying. <laughs> we're not supposed to. Yeah, man. I, I mean, we're supposed <laughs> oh, to go inside. When, when black people see snow, they're supposed to go inside. That's what <laughs> no. you do. No, that ain't true. From the motherland, bro. All right, but I impact though. I've I've talked about Dexter Lawrence and what kind of impact you think he could have in this game. But the other side of the ball is the other side of the ball. The Giants somehow, and I think you've talked about this. Not really an explosive offense, right? This is an offense that if you're going to have to chase the Eagles, it's not going to work. Like if they're putting 48 on you again, you're going to lose. Right. So defensively, you can't do what happened that first time around. Now that second game, as I said earlier in the show. I'm not buying the second game. There's no tape in that second game that's like, oh, you can learn. So I don't believe it because Jalen Hurts was just he was just kicking off some some rust, mm-hmm. and he really wasn't running. They weren't going the full playbook, and the Giants were playing all their twos. So what they got was experience for their backups. Great, but there really isn't much to take from that game. But that first game, oh, there's a lot there because you got your doors blown off. So can you tell me? That what having a Dory Jackson, having Xavier McKinney, obviously you know Dexter Lawrence. I think Ojolari. I don't know what his situation is, right? I think that that's still kind of up in the air. But, I believe so too. But but you know, and, and then obviously Thibodeau is, is a, a impact a rookie. But because of this injury with McKinney, having him versus not having him, what, how big of an impact is that for this defense? I mean, I think, you know, what he is, he's the hitter. He's the physical presence. You saw right. what he did against Hawkinson. Hawkinson mm-hmm. is a massive player. He hit him with the press out. And usually, you know, the reason why Kirk Cousins gave him an opportunity to ball, he's saying, hey, this is our all-pro, Pro Bowl um, tight end doing a press out against a dude that's under six feet. He should be able to shake off because everybody else has ran off. So if he shook out of that tackle, 
that's an opportunity for, for Minnesota to win the ball game, right, to keep the sticks moving. But he was able to be physical, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't a struggle. He got him to the ground, which is what you expect one of your better players to do. Now you talk about how does that affect the, the ball game. And he, he, remember, he didn't play in both matchups. So now he's a, he's a guy that can come in and spy Jalen Hurts and be able to tackle him in space. And the reason why you feel comfortable maybe sometimes putting him down there and leaving A.J. Brown out there maybe by himself, you know, against Dory Jackson because Dory Jackson is brought in to be their number one corner. He's a guy that played at a high level. He's a guy that you have confidence in because last week he shut down Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson didn't get off. And it was because of Dory Jackson was on him, which, you know, they didn't do that in the, in the first game. So now you, you feel confident. Okay, now we can get a guy that now when we play 11-11, we got an overhand guy so we can switch up. If you're the defensive end, fast play, go hit the quarterback. Okay, the second time, we got an overhand coming behind you. Okay, you crash on the, on the, on the run fake. And then, you know, the guy's coming down inserting after the snap behind you. Now it gives you scheme versatility. It's not just that they didn't play with, with those two guys is that they didn't play with those two guys and they're one of your better players yeah. and playmakers. So that's, you know, so that gives you all the confidence in the world and, and belief like, yo, it could be different this year. It could be different this time because, because we didn't have our guys. So it's mm-hmm. like getting your, your captains back. It's like you feel more emboldened when your, well, best, you when your good players come back. Like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it's, it's like, hey, it's like, yeah, hey, you knock him down. What you trying to knock me down? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, my big brother here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a McKinney, obviously, you know, a big impact player, but then Adoree Jackson as well. Adoree did the job on Justin Jefferson in the second half of that game. It, it was it was something to see. I mean, it really was not anything anyone would expect. You, you, would you, if you're Wink, is this the same thing? You're putting him on A.J. Brown and taking away Jalen Hurts' favorite target? It's a combination, right? I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things, right? I'm, 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 I'm mixing it up. I'm not giving Jalen Hurts, who is still a young quarterback, I'm not giving him – uh, predetermined pre-snap reads where he can know what he has. They're going to try and motion and shift to try and see if they can get that out of you. But I'm going to do that, and I'm going to switch it up. So sometimes the Dory's going to be there. Sometimes he won't, right? Be, uh, sometimes we're going to play zone. Sometimes we're going to play man. Sometimes we're going to play, you know, we're going to press. Sometimes we're going to be off and send a swiper. You got to keep him, you got to keep him guessing. And hopefully you can bait uh, uh, Hurts into throwing you one. All right, 800-919-3776 is the number. We'll get to your calls on this momentarily. But I want to remind you, this season marks the 50th anniversary of the New York Islanders, of New York Islanders hockey. To sell, to help celebrate, we're going to give away tickets to the January 27th matchup against the, oh, Bart, the Detroit Red Wing. You can see that at UBS Arena. Talking about the Gordy Howells? You know what? Do we have? Uh, am I off that night? 27th. What night is that? You and I should go to that game. At UBS, let's see if the Islanders would invite. They had the K show there yesterday. All uh, the guys were there. Well, you, you, you really, I mean, Played you're the, the guy. I mean, you're the guy, man. I mean, I, I, apparently I'm not the guy. You're the I guy that know I, the guy. If I was the guy, we would have done our show there. Yeah, get the thing. But I'm, not, I'm, I'm clearly not the guy. I don't have gas money to go that far. Let me see. The 27th, it's a Friday. I don't have a game. Want to go? When is it? It's, ne- it's Friday the 27th of January. So, let me see. Against the Red Wings. It's your Red Wings. You can wear your Red Wings jersey. I'll let you. Uh, well, I have to go see if I can get a, a Gordie Howe um, expressed to me. I think we can get you a Gordie Howe. You can give me a Gordie Howe? Yeah, we can get you one. Give me a Gordie Howe. All right. Well, anyways. Uh, that if, dude pass Gordie Howe yet? Or do I have to go out and um, <laughs> hit him with that, hit, Alex hit him with that Nancy Kerrigan? <laughs> um, we're giving away tickets again to that December, the January 27th matchup against Bart's Red Wings at UBS. And to enter, download the free ESPN New York app. 
Scroll to contests and submit your entry. It's brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com for full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Let's talk Giants with you at 800 now and 9 3776. We go to Deer Park and talk to Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up? What's up, Allen Island Park? Uh, if you remember, I called in last week when you was talking about the, the Rangers and Bart cut you off, and I said, yeah, no Rangers talk. <laughs> Let's go Giants. <laughs> but you told me one week at a time, and we're back now. So we're, we're here for the Eagles. And um, I really think we have a chance, man. Bart said a lot of things that I wanted to say over the last two days about our receiver core and um, our defense. And I really – I know we got blown out the last game. I mean, the first game. But we were missing Leo. We were missing Xavier McKinney, who was the captain of the defense, the play caller, Dory Jackson, our top guy. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's not 100%. I just don't think it's far-fetched for the Giants to win this game. But what, one thing I do want to say is I think the Giants didn't know that they had this potential to go this far. And do you guys think if they made a trade for a receiver at the deadline, the Giants would have a better chance at a run? Mm. Yeah, it's tough. You would if you're gonna make a, a, but who, a play though? for somebody who yeah. Chase Claypool? Like who? Who is yeah. really? Yeah, that, that does that move the needle? That, that gives yeah. you the same frustration that Kenny Galladay does. Gives you Probably. a big plotting guy that was immature that got you know put in the bad graces of Mike Tomlin when you know they drafted him from Notre Dame a couple of years before. He was in the same draft that Denzel Mims was in, and just think it's Denzel Mims that's still there, and Claypool's the one that got traded. Right. Yeah, no, no, the, the, but but he's right in what you've been saying all along, too, is that when we get to the offseason, th- that needs to be the first priority, right? Obviously, the top priority is the obvious one, is signing your guys, right? Signing, the, you know, figuring out Daniel Jones, figuring out Saquon, figuring out Dexter Lawrence. But once you get in-house handled, the very first thing you got to do in free agency or via trade is get a wide receiver, like get a number one. Now – is that – I know we're getting ahead of it because there's still a playoff game to be played, but I just think it's a reality here with this team. Eventually, it's going to rear its ugly head that there's just not enough offense Talent. for this team. How do you get a number one wide receiver when last year there was a run on him? Like, you saw everybody now going after him, and what are you getting at this point? That is going to be a difference maker I mean, that you t- can afford. To me, it's Gabe Davis. You you restructure contracts. We watched the, San, the, the New Orleans Saints last year be $70 million over the cap and it was in the running for Deshaun Watson to give him $200 million. So we all know that the cap is not something that's legitimate that you can get rid of that stuff. Yeah, it's not a real thing. So let's see if they can get creative, see if they can restructure some guys to create some salary cap space. You think about, you know, Leonard Williams being able to, you know, because you got so many people you have to sign, but four or five good players in the draft or through free agency can really make the difference in making this team a team that can be considered an elite team not a team that's just playing for the wild card next year, but it can mm-hmm. possibly compete for the division. Yeah, and that's and as you know, you've already got between the Cowboys and the Eagles, nobody's going anywhere. So this is going to be a tough division for the next couple of years. And if the Giants make just one or two right moves, they could be in the mix for the next couple of years as well. Jim is in Belmont. What's up, Jim? We Damn, lost Jim. Jim. That's a shame. We lost Jim. Yeah, he was, he was going to gamble or something. Pour some out for Jim. Rip. Uh, so, <laughs> Clarence Hill Jr. covers the, the Cowboys at practice today. Brent Maher was six for six on field goals. 
<laughs> that's that's how much the co- that happens. By the way, in coverage, is like you you when you're a beat writer and something like that goes on, like yeah, I'll, I'm gonna hang around the field for a minute because I can see I see Brett's gonna kick. So let's <laughs> watch him. And like that's what you do. And so now they will talk about this and talk about this and talk about this, and it might be. Like, his biggest kick is his next one. It yeah. could be, like, like, an extra point. Doesn't matter. Like, all, there's stuff. so much pressure. This That's what comes when you wear a Cowboys uniform, when you have that star on your helmet. This dude. And now you're identified as the weak link, potentially. Right? And he wasn't a bad kicker all year. So, he's the guy. Pressure bust pipes. And everybody I- now is going to be watching. It's amazing that they're tweeting about him kicking in practice. I mean, we're talking about practice, not a game. Practice. Practice, man. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. We got a lot of calls to get to. Let's get through them one by one. A little rapid fire on the phone calls. We go to Pennsylvania, talk to Joseph. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Always great to hear from you. Keep me going throughout the day. But my idea for uh, offering the coordinator for the Ravens, why don't we bring in Brian Leftwich? He's from D.C. You know, he's he's. I know maybe last year didn't look too good, but he was a heck of a you know OC for both Brady and Winston, I believe. What do you think, Bart? As a Raven, yeah, I just don't know, man. I need somebody with a long system. I just don't know what his system is. You know that this year doesn't look well in his resume because the first time in a long time it seems like he didn't have any oversight from um, from uh, Bruce Aaron. You know, so you just worry about mm-hmm. that. So. I get a little nervous, man. I, I much rather feel comfortable with Greg Roman. Well, no, not well, he to, left. To, not to Baltimore, but yeah, yeah, he's talking about for Baltimore for, okay. and especially for Lamar. Yeah, you're not you're not comfortable with it because of what you saw last year when Bruce Arians was gone. All right, we continue. Let's go to Flex in Mount Vernon. Money earning. What's up, Flex? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on? What's happening, what's sir? Good? Um, I just. 
I just wanted to say, man, of course we should bring Porzingis back, man. The dude was like a lightning rod for New York. Everybody loved him. As like y'all said, he's a unicorn. I don't know what we would have to do to uh, keep the starting lineup that we got to add him in, but we need to do I think we lost Flex. And also, Mm -hmm. go Big Blue. All right. Flex, appreciate you. Do like Michael Myers. Every time you think his phone drop, he come back. That's amazing. He never (laughs) never goes away. Um, What you'd have to do is he'd have to play the five. He'd have to play center. I don't think he wants to. Yeah, but he'd yeah, have to play small. center. You got Robinson stre- there. You'd have a stretch five. Well, again, Mitchell Robinson, who's hurt again. He hurt his he sprained his thumb. That that's a, that's the only place it, it works though for Porzingis, unless you're getting rid of Julius Randle. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I mean, production wise, Randle puts up production wise a lot more than than Porzingis does on a regular basis. Um, but again, the door's open. You never know what can happen, and the way pieces will fit. Joe in New York, what's up, Joe? Hey, how you doing, guys? I right. um, just wanted to get your opinion on the Jets OC and quarterback situation. I think with Greg Roman being available now, I think he is he should be target number one. And if we land him, that can be a gateway to make any way to get Lamar to New York a possibility. How do you know Lamar Jackson didn't want Greg Roman fired? Mm. Maybe that's part of the problem. Um, to begin that could with. be that could be an issue, but you know, just based upon the success that he's had, and not really hearing about any issues with him and Greg Roman, figured Greg Roman coming to New York possibly might be a nice gateway to get you know get a trade going for Lamar. Yeah, I mean, I get concerned if you don't get Lamar, then you know, Colin Kaepernick was in this system and thrived. You think about Lamar Jackson, who's out there that's available if you don't get Lamar Jackson to come in and be that style, that type of quarterback. Jimmy G definitely doesn't do that. Uh, Derek Carr maybe is the closest thing to be able to do that, but he's not an athlete to be able to pull some of the quarterback runs out. Yeah. So then you have to kind of tweak it. So I've only seen Greg Roman uh, be successful with a quarterback with those two types of quarterbacks that fit that narrative. I just don't know. I mean, I had Greg Roman, full disclosure, when I was in Baltimore, he was the run game coordinator before he went out and, and, and came, you know, came back full circle. And Jamal Lewis led the league in rushing that year, I believe, to the tune of 2,000. He almost ran for 2,000 yards a year. He was the offensive player of the year. But, you know, I don't know what he what his system looks like with just a regular quarterback, a pocket drop-back quarterback. 800-919-3776 is the number. We continue with the calls. Mel is in New Jersey. What's up, Mel? Hey, good afternoon. I hear you talking um, about Jalen Brunson, you know, and I looked over Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, um, Tyrese Halliburton. But then at the um, center, I mean, at the four spot, you got KD, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. So which one is the missing one? I mean, which one would you leave missing out of those four? Because you're going to have three to start. But that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm not talking about voting him as a starter. Just talking about the, the votes itself in general, just showing the guy some love. Um, nobody's making the argument that he should be a starter. It's just simply that this guy's playing in New York. He's a point guard in New York who's thriving. He's playing. He's having a great season. He's going to be selected by the coaches. But it's just you see it all around. You see fan bases that get behind the guy that they are, they 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 believe in and they just want to show him love. And and play, play, play I'm telling you, players do pay attention to this stuff. Players do. 
Like it matters when I, I might, yeah. Us. Like I might not have, I might not really earn it. But man, look at all the people that voted for me. Like, like it gives you that that sense of, all right, these people are behind me. That's all I'm saying, and it's kind of surprising to me that Nick fans have not done more just to get votes up for him. He Derek Rose getting votes mainly around the league. It's probably one of those you know career achievement award kind of things. They see you know the D Rose probably towards the end. He's not playing at all uh, for the Knicks. You know Chicago showed him love, and there could be this sense of that he's getting votes just because he's such a beloved player around the league. But in New York, in this market. The fact that Brunson is just not getting enough votes to just crack the top 10. That's all I'm saying. If he was 10, I'd be like, all right, they showed him love. He's on the list. His name is there. But it's not. And all these Knicks fans always talk about how loyal and supportive they are of their guys. And Julius Randle's top 10 amongst the, the front court guys. And I, last I checked, most Knicks fans, at least last year for sure, didn't really love Julius Randle. But you're all voting for him now. Why is anybody voting for, for Jalen Brunson? Bar, I'm sorry. You, you, my, I, you as a player, do you think I'm crazy saying this? Because I don't think so. I hear all this talk about how Nick fans are so loyal to their players, and when you when you're here and you show out, all that stuff. You, you know, what is that thing about attracting free agents? Oh, because when you have success here, you, you, you know, you, we blow you up. Like you have success here, like it's it feels like nowhere else. But where's that? Where's that right now for Jalen Brunson? Yeah, for me, like New York is a market where. You think about they got other things to do, man. Like my wife, I ain't got time to be spending my wife. I are you serious? You, you know how hard it is to vote. You know how hard it is. It's you. What you do during the break and scrolling—that's basically it. Yeah, they're like the anti—they like the anti type of. All right, man, we ain't gonna be doing all. All right, that, then man. don't he tell good, me then this whole story about well, if you sign here, you'll make so much money. You'll be so famous. You'll be no, all that's this. different because that's different. I'm, I'm not seeing it for Jalen Brunson. I'm not seeing it. That's all everybody talks about. You come here and, you know, we make you a superstar. You come here and it's unlike any other place. We'll blow you up. They ain't blowing him up. Not blowing him up. Guy's 6'1", putting 30 a night. 6'1", 30 a night. Point guard of the Knicks. You haven't had one 30 years. Yeah. Nothing. Doesn't make sense to me. It's just, man... Because he's short, because he's not dynamic and dunking on people like you used to seeing Donathan Mitchell, his game doesn't have that same type of flair. People don't get him to love like that. You know, he's just a solid, good, gritty, talented foot basketball player. And you look at Ky- Kyrie, it's all about the handles. Even Garland has a flair. You know what I'm saying? He, he has mm-hmm. a flair. Donathan mm-hmm. Mitchell definitely has a flair. Halliburton has size. You know, the, the person that gets overlooked is like that. that he's like Joe Dumars, man. Well, then I don't want to hear people tell me about how you come sign in New York, we're going to make you a star. We, we put so much love and support behind it. I don't want to hear it because this guy is a likable guy. He, he, there's, you can't find a thing wrong with him other than the fact that he's not 6'8". <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You can't find a thing wrong with him. That's exactly and, what it is. And, that, and yet nothing. Jay in Westchester. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on? How's everything, Bart? Good. Um, I think there's no way on God's green earth we've taken Porzingis back. I mean, he's already on two teams. He wanted to go play with his boy, Luca, and he couldn't even get along with him over there. So when he comes back to New York, it's just going to be a bad nightmare all over again. He's going to get hurt, and we're going to be with the same old, we got a player that's hurt, 
and never make his expectations. See, I don't think I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's. I don't think they'd ever bring him back. I I think that ship has sailed. I think he might know it too. But the way he was talking last night, it was like he was trying to leave the door open, almost like see how what kind of reaction it would get. Would people start clamoring for it? I, I'm with flew you, Jay. To, I don't think kite. so. He flew the weather kite yesterday. Yeah, I think you're right, Bart. Yeah, weather balloon. I, I think he definitely kind of put something out there, put a little feeler out there. What kind of response am I going to get from this? I do think, though, he was being genuine in the kind of uh, contrition he was showing about the mistakes he made and the dumb tweets and all that stuff. If he's trying to just heal the relationship, all right, he's he's doing the right thing. But if he was trying to, like, put out a little, you know, all right, let me see. Let me put out a flare and see if anybody shows up, you know, We'll see how the fans react. But do I think it's something the team would pursue? No, I don't. I don't think it's something like that because you'd have to do something with Mitchell Robinson or Julius Randle. And is he does he make you that much better? They, they've got to find a wing is what they've got to find. They've got to find some help off the bench that fits the style that Tibbs is, you know, wants them to play. And they've got to find a superstar that they were not able to get or maybe did not want refuse to get in Donovan Mitchell. If they have him, different story. They're still lacking that piece, clearly. Andy in Long Island, what's up, Andy? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Just want to give you guys a shout-out. You make my uh, drive to work ten times better. <laughs> Love it. Thank um, you. I uh, wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about Kenny Galladay making a bounce back for, for that wide receiver position? Yeah, he can bounce the hell out of the jersey. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just too little too late. I mean, the fact that – listen – He's going to be standing in the way of you signing a Gabe Davis, you know, something like that, man, because his contract's guaranteed. You can't get yep. out of it to next year. Yep. So you're stuck with this guy for another year. You can only hope that he improves, but he knows that he's on borrowed time. And if you can move him, move him. Um, but we thought that he was going to come in and be a number one receiver. At times, he barely looks like a number three receiver. I mean, the fact that he's healthy and, you know, you, you, you depend on Slay and a guy that wasn't even there the first, like, five weeks of the season just coming fresh off the streets is better than you is a bit concerning. <laughs> no no doubt about that. Brandon in White Plains. Brandon. Hey, what's going on, guys? How we doing? Just enjoy listening to you guys every day on the way home from work. I'm a teacher in New York City in the Bronx. Uh, but I want to talk real quick about how what was up with Jalen Brunson uh, last night walking to the stadium with the Jalen Hurts jersey. I mean, maybe that's why he's not getting his all-star votes. <laughs> that did not go over you know, well, did it? Was that was that no, a bad look? No, I don't look? think it did. No, that was definitely a very not. Bad look. Come on, <laughs> you want votes? You need votes? Why are you wearing an Eagles jersey in, in, in Madison Square Garden when you know this is a big blue state? Hey, yeah. that that went that went viral. He walked in last night, the yeah. last night's game, wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey. He is an Eagles fan, and he has been for a long time. And you know, look, Randall's a Cowboys fan. Like, like they, you know, these guys are from other parts of the country now. They're not all New York yeah, guys. But, right, but that thrown in your face. Yeah, that. But that. Game week. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering how how people, you know, felt about that, and now we're hearing it. I get a couple of tweets about it as well. Uh, Christopher Cortez, Brunson isn't getting any New York love rocking that ugly-ass green football see, jersey. See, there you go. Which kind of green, though, we talk about? Should be forest, careful. Forest green. <laughs> yeah, that green. But listen, it is what it is. He's an Eagles fan. He was showing love. Probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah, you should tell Philly fans to vote for him. <laughs> That's right. Still, I don't know. You want to really press buttons of like your home fan base? Yeah. You do something like that. You're just asking for it. But you know Ryan what? You got to respect too. him. He's a fan. Staying loyal, no matter what. 
You'd rather it than be like some kind of fake, you know, fake fan who pretends to like this team because he wants everybody to to like him when really down deep. Like how many other teams did LeBron say he was a fan of? Remember that? Remember that time where LeBron was like a Yankees fan but also an Indians fan? Yep. When the when Cleveland was called the Indians? A Dallas fan, but now he's not a Dallas fan anymore. Exactly. So now he's a what is he now? Is what he a is Browns he fan again? Like I don't even know. Did, did he change? Yeah, he don't know. Like at least just stick with Which something. way the wind blowing? Yeah, that, yeah, that's who he, knows. That's where you lean in. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So Kyrie Irving will play tonight against the Suns. It's the Nets and the Suns as the Nets are on this road trip. They've lost three in a row. Bad loss in San Antonio. Kyrie didn't play at a sprain or some type of ankle thing. He'll be back in a lot of those. The Suns have been bad. Nets on the road are actually favored by three according to Caesars Sportsbook. So despite the struggles, despite no KD, with Kyrie back in the lineup, with Booker out and all the troubles going on right now with that Suns team, Vegas likes the Nets laying three in that game. Lunch Money, presented by Goslings, want a reason to escape to Florida this winter. Our friends at Goslings Rum, the official rum of the Honda Classic PGA Tournament, are giving away an amazing golf experience to one lucky winner. Go to goslingsgiveaway.com to learn more. Contest is open to U.S. residents 21 and over. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited for official rules. Visit goslingsgiveaway.com. You see this tweet from Bilal Powell? I'm familiar. You're familiar with it? Not really. You're, and you're familiar with Bilal Powell, right? Of course you are. Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell. He says this. This is from uh, this morning. Jet Nation, you have to help me out and show Lamar Jackson how much love is in the city. Retweet. It's gotten so far 2,079 retweets and 122 quote tweets, 3,487 likes. Yeah, way to go, New York. That'll get now, it done. Now, if Heggy, Harry Dougal say <laughs> – Let's show Lamar Jackson what these lemon peppers do and watch how, how many participates he get there. Mm. See? 
That's yeah. the difference. Crowd participation. You know what I'm saying? Blau pow. Blau pow. You know, one of one of the one of the, uh, solid Jets player. Ask fans to show, show, show Lamar Jackson, somebody that can be swayed to be your franch, franch, right. uh, franchise quarterback. Yep. Not and, trending. And only 2,000 people did that. Here's the weird thing. Like, these are all the, the Twitter analytics that they show you now. The tweet itself has been viewed over 246,000 times. Yeah. So it's been seen by a yeah. lot. And yet, out of the two out of the 246,000 views it's gotten – it's gotten 3,400 likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it was. Like it's it's like the effort's there. You know what I mean? Yep. Crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like can we get some crowd participation? Just, that's why you want to ask why Brunson don't get no love. People will see. It's like it's like people see you all in all in your stories, but they won't like nothing. Just am hating. They don't want they want to be too cool. Am I making too much of that, by the way? Am I ma- am I making too much of the fact that Brunson can't get just can't get some love. I mean, just I'm not saying he should be a starter. That ain't about, that's not what it's about. It's about having everyone in the league go. Look how popular Brunson is in New York. Look yeah, at all they, the they, votes they, they he they got. They taking to him. They taking to him. They love him. Yeah, like that. That that stuff does matter. And the fact that it's you know nothing. And he's not even on the list. An afterthought. That does say something. Now I still think the coaches recognize what he's been, and and I think he's going to get selected as a reserve. But, like, Bart, you can explain it as a player. Like y'all begging. There's something about that, right? Yeah, man, show me some love, man. Show me some love, man. It's like Roscoe Jenkins. Show me some love, daddy. Show me some love. <laughs> Clyde gets all free again. It wasn't just me out there, daddy. So there's this exchange between Stan Van Gunny and Kevin Durant that was hilarious. So Stan went on this this Twitter thing where he just said that 90s NBA teams had just a trainer and a strength coach. Practiced more often and harder. Played more back-to-backs. Teams now have all these medical performance staffs and they value rest over practice, yet injuries and games missed are way up. Something's not working, Stan says. Kevin Durant replies, Stan spitting. Stan replies, no, 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 I'm criticizing play- – I'm not criticizing players. I'm saying that we need getting something – we're getting something wrong and how we prepare and train players. We can't do anything about injuries like yours. He fell on your leg. But all these groin hamstring injuries shouldn't be happening as much as they are. And then KD said, Stan, I agree with you. <laughs> right. He said when you spit and he thought he was like, yo, what you mean? Like, so somebody, yeah, so somebody you're, you're, said, you're right. spitting means you're speaking facts, Stan. And Stan <laughs> said, I had oh. no idea. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> it's like it's like Stan was like thought he was making a great point. Yeah. He thought that because KD has that history of just clapping back on everybody. Yeah, but he thought right away like, oh no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attacking you. It's like no, no, no I agree. <laughs> I yeah, I'm, 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 just, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Stan didn't go like Waka Flocka. Well, that's why I ain't vote you for you for MVP. You little bump, like <laughs> that's right. Stan. Was, right? Could you imagine if that turned into an angry beef? <laughs> I, was, I was, I was agreeing with you, man. Like, yeah. Oh, tell me how you really feel, Stan. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, again, what, what? I go, what he said, though, is true. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.